0: Welcome to the Recollect Podcast, where we take a few moments to reflect on the collect of the day to take our Sunday prayers into our weeks. Our collect this week is from the last Sunday of Epiphany. Oh God! who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hello everyone, welcome to Recollect. My name is Rachel Wasink and a happy Transfiguration Sunday to you all, the final Sunday of Epiphany. What a joy it's been to pray the colics of Epiphany with you this season. We've been discovering through these prayers, proclamations, petitions, and pathways by which we pray all the many manifestations of God's glory as seen through Christ's time on earth. And this week is an epic conclusion to our epiphany prayers based off of the transfiguration story in the Gospels where Jesus takes his disciples, Peter, James, and John up a high mountain and reveals his glory to them through the physical element of light becoming dazzling white, scripture saying whiter than any bleach could transform clothes. This passage is a culminating revealing of Christ's glory and a manifestation of the God who fulfills the words of the law and the prophets in Christ Jesus. So let's take a look at this week's Collect. Our proclamation says, O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed His glory upon the holy mountain. This proclamation struck me this week in how we address God the Father and also address that His Son is preparing to go through the greatest trial, His passion, His death on the cross. Proclamations help to reorient us, our thoughts, our desires, how we see the Lord, our prayer life. I so often forget when I'm praying that God is a parent. He is a papa with a son. Advent reminded us of how God's parenting sent his son into the world. Christmastide and Epiphany have reminded us that God sent his son to earth to be light. And now at the cusp of Lent, we're reminded of the ultimate display of God's glory to come, defeating death. And yet in this proclamation, I'm stirred to remember that God knew His Son would suffer. We address a holy God, a holy Father, that knew His Son would suffer a death He didn't deserve. I often forget God is a parent that had to send His Son into the world to do that. No parent wants to see their child suffer. No friend wants to see a parent suffer as they watch their child suffer. We address a God who sees our suffering and mourns with us when we hurt. But our proclamation doesn't stop there. We go on to proclaim that before the passion of God's only begotten Son, God revealed the glory of His Son on a mountaintop. God illumined Christ in such a way that the disciples could see nothing else. Christ was their entirety of vision. And God said aloud, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to Him. Much like God's word we heard when Christ was baptized, God has spoken of the glory bestowed upon Christ and implored us to listen to Him. We proclaim here that God gave us a miraculous grace and gift in manifesting His glory in Christ, in manifesting His glory through the physical realm, displaying light, displaying a bright white light. We've talked about light all throughout Epiphany, so often metaphorically or simply comparing to the lights we know on earth like the sun and the moon. But God goes to such great lengths in the transfiguration story to show his glory here, becoming the brightest light the human eye could behold for the disciples to see. It's hard to even imagine it in my own mind that the illumined Christ captivated Peter, James, and John's entire vision. Christ's glory is worthy of our captivated attention, of consuming our vision, if only we keep our eyes toward Him. So, we petition, we need help to keep our eyes open to Jesus, to keep listening to Him as He instructs us. Our petition says, Grant that we, beholding by faith the light of His countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into His likeness from glory to glory. Again, just like our proclamation, we're reminded of the cross here, that we too must take up our cross and follow Jesus. And that is not easy. So we ask the Lord for help to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, to see the light of his face. First, our petition asks the Lord for the faith, to see the light of Christ's face, to see our bright guide that journeyed to the cross and that journeys with us now. We need the Lord to give us faith to be the author and perfecter of our faith that keeps our eyes fixed on Jesus. We are not with the disciples on the mountainside seeing the bright face of Jesus in his body. And even the disciples could not fully grasp the moment of seeing Christ's glory manifested in his brightness. So instead, we behold the light of Christ by faith. And our epiphany colics each week have taken us from light display to light display, illuminating Christ's glory. We have stories of Christ at work in the Bible to build our faith and stories of Christ's light shining around us today to keep building our faith. Lamp post to lamp post, we have the light of Christ guiding us and strengthening us. And what an intimate, personal petition, beholding Christ's face. Rarely do we spend long lengths of time staring at another person's face. That's a deeply intimate gesture. But here, we are reminded the face of Jesus, the expression he is making, is light. When we look in the face of Jesus, we see light we petition to look at Jesus' face and see Him looking at us. St. Ignatius describes a practice in his spiritual exercises called Looking at God, Looking at Me, where we see the face of Jesus looking at us, seeing us exactly how we are, and loving us exactly in that very moment with His light. And in keeping our eyes locked on Jesus, we are strengthened to bear our own cross and be transformed each step of the way to be more and more like Jesus. Each encounter with his glory transforming us again and again to be more like him. Whenever I've had to do something really hard, whether it is physical labor of some kind or more personally and internally difficult, fixating my gaze on one point, one face, always keeps me going. Recently, a friend and I were carrying a very heavy and awkward furniture item down some stairs just a couple steps in, and I knew this was a disaster in the making. It was hard to stay focused and propel all of my strength into that task. So, with each step, we looked at each other, making sure we weren't about to slip or trip. We kept our attention on making sure we had our footing one step at a time. When I grimaced on my face, my friend knew I needed to pause and regain my strength. Our eye contact with each other helped us carry the weight and maintain our focus. Keeping our gaze fixed on Jesus, who shines his face upon us, gives us the strength to carry our cross, gives us the motivation to keep going, because we know that we are journeying towards a beautiful light, to the one who carried His cross and died on it and defeated death, so that we could be transformed into His likeness and become part of His kingdom family. Our colleague concludes saying, "Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The glory of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was displayed on the mountaintop to the disciples, and they continue to shine their glory to us today, seeing the glory of God through the Father's creation, through Christ's saving, through the Holy Spirit's constant presence to us. Taking up our crosses is no easy thing, and darkness stings. But the glory of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is on bright display for us as long as we keep our eyes open and fixed on Jesus. So let's take this prayer into our weeks. So often we look at something or someone without really seeing past what we immediately take in. Even the disciples couldn't fully take in the weight of the glory of Christ on display. So how can you spend some time looking at Jesus this week and seeing his glory, seeing his bright light? Maybe you have an icon of Jesus or a crucifix in your home, or if you don't, you can look one up online and print it off. Spend some time looking into the face of Jesus, looking into the bright, glorious face that sees you. When you feel drawn to look away or get distracted, petition to the Lord as we have in this collect for help to keep your gaze fixed on Jesus. See His glory on display wherever you are, whatever moment you're in, whether it's a moment of chaos and overwhelming to-do lists, or a moment of joy and laughter, or a moment of deep sorrow and tears. See the light of Christ's face. See His glory in His eyes that has never gone dim. See the glory of Christ Jesus looking at you, His beloved friend. We're headed into Lent later this week, a wilderness where we're refined by the Lord and prepared to journey through Holy Week. As we go into Lent this season, See Christ looking at you, his saving glory on display for you to behold, to transform you more and more into his likeness. Hear these words of prayer again and receive Christ's bright light seeking you out and looking at you, gazing upon you. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Recollect Podcast. I'd love to hear from you and how you're praying the collects throughout the week. You can reach me on Instagram and Facebook at Recollect Podcast. Join us later this week for the Collect for Ash Wednesday. Peace.